episode 17 of Unleashed, Unchained and Unapologetic. And to give you a little bit of a reminder about who we are and what we're here for, we are humble-driven allies and leadership advocates who are obsessed with supporting leaders to stand up and step up so that the workplaces of today and tomorrow truly work for all. Everything we do supports you to lead and shift the status quo forever by taking one human step in a smarter direction. And it all starts and ends with you. Welcome, Karen. Welcome, Elle. 17. <laughs> Can you believe we've done 17? Oh, yeah, 17 down, three to go, and then we're one of the 2% that's rising. made it past 20. Yes, Boom. we're very excited about that. <laughs> so today's a really interesting subject matter, and actually it's one that's very, very topical. Mm. So today's subject matter is sound bites, bad messages, and generalizations. What do you choose to believe? Mm, intriguing. Yeah, I mean, sadly, and I'm going to I'm going to start right away by saying off that this is one of these topics that I can get quite passionate slash angry about. Mm-hmm. Um, on a bad day, if I'm sc- scrolling through LinkedIn, I sometimes look at the messages and I mentally scream and stop myself from writing quite an acerbic comment in the comments section. Or Sometimes you rant. I try, I've, Elle has advised and me not to rant. And I have to, to tell rant. her not to rant. So, so I don't rant anymore on LinkedIn. She gets a message in a DM. Not, not allowed to rant. <laughs> um, but I feel very passionately about right. the messages that we give each other and specifically our children and how because of the fabulously connected world we live in with all of the technology and all of the access to information, it gets very, very difficult mm-hmm. for our brains to figure out what's true and what's not true, what's real and what's not real mm-hmm. and what matters to us. And it's easy, I think, for people to become very disconnected from who they really are, what they really believe. And very easy to jump on the bandwagon and follow the crowd. Yeah, easy to jump on the bandwagon, easy to start defining yourself using sound bites. So we're going to start with sound bites. Let's do that. Um, any sound bites that spring to mind for you? God, there's loads at the moment, isn't there? Mm. There's um, conspiracy theories. Well, I think the one thing that's been going on has been very topical over the last few weeks is the, um, I should say, scandal, I suppose, on this morning around Philip Schofield and mm. what's just been released around Hugh Edwards and the BBC. Mm. Um, and I know I've had some quite strong feelings about this and everybody, you know, if you look at Twitter, you look at social feeds, and most of it, they're always blaming the people. They're always blaming the Philip Schofield. And, and, and don't get me wrong, they absolutely have 100% responsibility over their choices. However, how did it allow, how was the leadership allow that to happen? Because I believe that there's a failing at the leadership level that enabled that to happen in the first place. And I think, you know, th- this is a really important point. And let- let's bring it away from the media a little bit because mm. it is a very hot topic. And I think our position would be there are no rights and wrongs exactly. in this. There's just a mess. It's just a mess. And handled badly. And there are rights and wrongs, you know, in, in, the-, in the situation, things that are good, things that are bad. But the real question is, what are we learning about mm. structures, about organisations and about leadership as it comes out of this. And, you know, again, if you look at what's going on in um, Australia at the moment, PwC hauled up in front of the the government to justify or to explain itself after um, its government practice was advising the government on tax regulation with the one hand and on the other hand advising its clients on how to deal with tax regulation on the other. Not a great position to be in. And as a result... You know, other companies, PwC, KPMG, Deloitte, have all been brought in front of the government to talk about 
their culture, frankly. And let's be honest, right? These are the these are the sound bites of the general and the media that's that's coming out in the media. This happens every single day. Well, this is what's this is exactly what I, where we're going. So what we're starting to see with the media today, which I haven't seen in my entire lifetime in quite the same bow wave. And it's a bit like, you know, if you watch the morning show and you look at the scandals around, you know, entertainment in the US that's come out over the last 10 years, what's becoming more prevalent is questions are being asked about what's being allowed to happen. So going back to the Australian example, you know, each of those companies has fessed up to um, paying people off uh, or letting people go, firing them over sexual harassment, over bullying and over, you know, failures to correctly manage firewalls and, and breaches data between yeah. clients. Yeah. Um, and, you know, realistically, we are humans. Humans are going to do this stuff. You know, I know and I've met many, you know, very, very senior leaders who've ended up in jail because they've lost the relationship between what's right or acceptable and what's wrong and what's illegal and have crossed that gray area Use into black power. and have ended up in jail. I mean, these are guys, and let's be honest, there are a lot of them who were worth hundreds of millions of dollars or yen in some cases, and I'm thinking of specific people who I'm not going to name, who didn't have enough money and kept going and crossed the line into illegality to try and make more. Um, what happens to humans that gets us into this state? It's an interesting question. It is, and I also think the other thing is what's come out, what fascinates me, and I know we've had this conversation, Karen, is all those people that said, well, we knew it was going on. We knew it was going on, but nobody stepped up. Well, this is the, and this is the point. So, and, and then people start using the soundbite, culture of safety. <laughs> is it safe to speak out? If you're a whistleblower, what's going to happen to your career? And I understand that. You know, all of that stuff. Uh, women who are on the receiving end or humans that are on the receiving end of abuse and bullying, you know, are and scared clarify, to speak up. It is on both sides. This is not Well, that's why I said humans. Anyway, I, I, yeah. I stepped into women and this is another thing Elle would have picked me up on. I quickly stepped to people because... Abusive, abusive behavior, bullying, use of power, misuse of power is endemic and it belongs to all humans. Mm -hmm. We all have the ability to do it when we're in power. Um, and again, there's great psychological experiments, the Stanford Prison Experiment, where, you know, people are in encouraged to give bigger and bigger electric shocks to people up to a lethal dose because a, a person in a white coat tells them it's OK and instructs them to do it. If you look back to the Second World War and all of the... Uh, you know, torturing stuff that goes on in war, actually, that, you know, people feel like they don't have any choice but to go along with it or they will die. You know, these are extreme examples, but the pattern is the same. It's about feeling like you don't have any choice. So you have to go along to get along. Another great soundbite. Go along to get along. Go along what to a toxic soundbite. So let's talk another, another soundbite that gets my goat. Imposter syndrome, right? Why is that useful? I have imposter syndrome. What a disempowering thing to Terrible. be telling yourself. Now, you may feel worried about your abilities and capabilities. You may fear what other people think of you. And, and that's really the, the, the nexus for imposter syndrome. It's worried about what the outside world thinks and fears about what the inside capability is. Why would you go around proudly saying, oh, I'm suffering from a bit of imposter syndrome? <laughs> it's like, no. What you need to be asking yourself is and reminding yourself of is how freaking marvelous and amazing you are. The quickest hack 
to dealing with imposter syndrome is to take out your life history and remind yourself of all of those moments and everybody has them where you felt great about yourself, where somebody somewhere in the undergrowth gave you a a, a bit of feedback, a fragment of feedback that made you feel marvellous and remind yourself that that's actually who you are. And yes, you know what? Everybody on this planet has insecurities and bumps and scratches. It's what makes us human. You can't get away. You're never going to be perfect. Oh, by the way, imposter syndrome travels with perfectionism. Another soundbite I don't like um, because they drive us to do things that are really dysfunctional. But the point is you're never going to get it 100% right all of the time. Yeah. The moment you allow yourself to be imperfect, thank you, Charles Conn, for the book Imperf Imperfectionist, just drop that one in there. Um, the minute you allow yourself to be imperfect, to accept your flaws, imposter syndrome has no power over you because you're like, this is who I am. So again, it's going back to what you choose to believe. It's about you and your relationship with truth. Yeah. And, you know, again, go to your body. If you're getting swept along in a tide of turning a blind eye, not speaking up and feeling physically uncomfortable about that. If you sit in a meeting and a nasty comment is made about uh, a co-worker and you don't speak up, you won't feel great. Yeah. It's if you're a kid in the playground, you see another kid being bullied and you don't step in, you just walk away. You won't feel great. Why? And, and you're colluding. Well, and this is where we're going. Collusion is absolutely the most toxic thing you can do. It's, I believe that if you can find within yourself the courage to say, no, this is what I stand for. No, I'm not going to tolerate the bullying. No, I'm not going to turn a blind eye. Yes, I am going to whistleblow because actually somebody needs to step in and say enough. If you can find that courage within yourself, the one thing that will be true is that you will feel 100% empowered and 100% great about yourself. Yes, you might invite a whole bunch of backlash. It does happen. But you won't be alone. And the, the whole morning show, the whole you know Me Too movement was founded around a bunch of people deciding not to stay silent, yeah. okay? And it is scary really to be scary. the one who stands up and says no. But is it the right thing to do? I don't like the word right or wrong. Point. Is it good? Is it a good thing to do for you? Is it good for your soul? Is it mm. good for your psyche? Is it powerful? It is all of those things. Is it frightening? Yes. And if you are frightened to stand up and frightened to speak out and frightened to say something, talk to some other people about that fear mm. because other people will be feeling the same. When an organization has people in it saying, yeah, we all knew, all of those people were too frightened to speak up and they have that in common. They do. And they also made a choice. Individually, they made a choice. The power is when you want to make an individual choice is finding somebody that can support you in making that choice. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a tough one. It is a tough one. But sound bites, and the other thing, oh, I, there's some words I just want, um, you'll notice me, I, I'm on a bit of a word binge word at the moment. Binge. So words that are not healthy that you want to watch out for, particularly in the media, and when you see these words, I want to ask you, I want you to ask yourself the question, what's true? So whenever you see writing that says, all people, all or everybody think this or do this when it's all 100% of everybody does mm. this. Is it? Right. 
Nobody does this. Mm. This never happens or this always happens. Right, we're at the extremes, never or always. Everybody or nobody. So if you hear language that is a, the total negative or total positive, the thing I would ask all of you to ask yourselves is, is it true? Yeah. There's, a, there's a great book. I love it. We're getting a there's book. A great book. Yes. There's a great book uh, by Byron Katie, which is called Loving What Is. And it's an incredible story, but it really gets you to when you think something and it could, you know, out of work, it could be personal life, it could mm. be anything. But when you actually think something around, oh, I'm, you have to turn it around and say, do I know that to be true? Is that a fact? Oh, we're going to, yeah. You need to question it. It's a yeah. fantastic book. If anybody sometimes are prone to always putting themselves down or believing something that's going on and the, the, the narrative that's going on in their mind, I urge you to read it because it really does help you turn around and question your thinking. Um, a really good book for, for work and home. Just thought I'd point that out. And I'm going to add a little one because I love the word fact, mm. right? If you are feeling overwhelmed mm. or, or stressed out or suffering from the so-called imposter syndrome and you're just like, ah, I'm a failure. Love that word, failure. Notice it's a black and white word. Failure or success, black and white. Not helpful. I don't believe in failure. No, I don't. I believe in learning. We all say that, mm. but it is actually because <laughs> that's all we ever do, right? But going back to facts, if you are thinking, should I do yes or no? The question is, what do you feel? Mm. Nine times out of 10, we get confused between facts and feelings. And when we feel insecure, it's our feelings telling us I'm missing something. I need to look at this differently, right? Feeling imposter syndrome-y type stuff is an invitation for you to question how brilliant you are, to look at how brilliant you are, not to question how rubbish you are, not to look at how rubbish you are, but to start to look at yourself through the lens of not just the good, the bad, and the ugly, mm. or not just the bad and the ugly, but the good as well. Yeah. And we're wired to, to, to go negative before we go positive because of threat and survival, but the more you can wire your behavior to look at the positive, to see what's good with the ship, to see what's great with you, because we're all freaking magnificent, right? We are. We may not believe it from time to time. We're a miracle that we were even born. Well, let, I could go into the stats of that. Yes, no. The chance of we us being here are tiny, tiny, yeah, tiny for a whole bunch of reasons, which we, again, biology, we love that. Yeah. Very, very hit and miss when it comes to pregnancy, let me tell you. Can I ask you a question? Oh, my God, yes. So um, I've come across a person in my life that I've uh, said to do, how do you feel? What do you mean? What do you mean? What about people that struggle? To feel. To feel. Well, okay, so what do we mean by feeling? Problem with words is people, they mean different things it's to different, different people. people. Sure. Feel might be, she, might, she, he might have thought emotion. She might have thought, I need to think my way through that to become, exactly. to come up with a feeling. I always say that feelings sit in your body. Yes. So if you don't know how you feel, take a beat and ask yourself, am I breathing properly? Are my shoulders raised? Is my gut twisting? Am I glands swollen? Am I glands swollen? Am I struggling to speak? Does my head feel fuzzy? Where does it feel tight? Where do you feel stuck? Mm. Because you, we, we subconsciously or unconsciously hold stress and fear and all of those things in our bodies. Mm. And our brain does the processing. So when I say fact versus feeling, first of all, figure out where your body's going. Because once you, so for me, it's a good example. 
podcast, I'm not breathing properly. I can feel it. I'm breathing from my diaphragm up. I'm definitely not breathing properly. I'm not relaxed because I hate being in front of a camera. There, we could keep going. Anyway, when I take a moment to notice that, it invites me to breathe properly. When I take a notice, a moment to notice that, I realize the reason I'm not breathing properly is because I'm anxious or nervous or feel terribly exposed and vulnerable. And what comes first is the how do I feel physically? What comes second is the what is the emotion or the feeling that, that I can articulate that I attach to that? So when you ask a, a person a question, how do you feel? And they say, I don't know what you mean. Ask them, are they breathing properly? Do they feel tight anywhere in their body? What's physically going on? Then say, and what emotion are you feeling? And I think it's a really important point to make because some people struggle with that. Mm, they do. They do. And I think... You know, so well, they don't want to or feel. Or they don't want to feel, and which is a whole different ball game, right? But that's for another another time. So, I guess the the piece of action that we want people to take away, yeah. you know, the question that we're going to put to you today is: What messages give you energy, and what messages don't, and what is right for you? Yeah, what's your truth? What feels like you're in balance when you think that way? And I'm also going to invite you, and I, you know, like I say, my relationship with LinkedIn is an interesting one. I've been on the platform for a very long time. It was founded in the early 2000s. I've been on it for a very long time. I've watched it evolve, and I'm getting increasingly distressed by the soundbite culture that's creeping onto that platform and the you know, attention-grabbing taglines that are so unhelpful. Mm. Um, I often come across articles in very re respectable journals where I just end up shaking my head and thinking, yeah, we're, we're giving a very black and white message here. What we're not doing is exploring the gray area between the extremes. And I think really this podcast is about inviting people to explore the gray area between the extremes because it's in that gray area that you find yourself as a human being. We're not black and white. We are gray, right? You know, it goes back to choice and opportunity, not being clear. And the strongest place you can live in in your head in this world is comfort with not knowing, is comfort with allowing, is comfort with accepting. Yeah, and and comfort with there not being a right answer. It's funny, I got out of the shower this morning, I was thinking, you know, McKinsey always used to say, well, that's the right answer or what's the right answer? I was just like, I fundamentally always struggled with it because I was like, unless it's a maths equation, there is no right answer, and you could even argue with many of those, there isn't a right answer. But um, don't let me go there. But the point about right is it is incontrovertible, and there are only certain things in life where you can actually say this is right and this is wrong. Maths is the most obvious one, but for many, many other disciplines, subjects, fields, the, the world of work, the world of the human being, people, our brains, there is no right and wrong. There's not even good and bad. There's not even better or worse. Mm. There is some place in the middle that feels like it's in balance, and that's what I call truth. And it's individual to each of us. We have to find our balance points and our truths. And the, the thing that I love about humans is that if you are a stand for something better, so a workplace that is challenging you and the people around you, you see people struggling, and you're a champion for better, and you're prepared to stand up for better, you will find that people will line up behind you. 
because as human beings, we know intrinsically what is, what is I was going to say, good for us. But we know what's better for us. We know when something isn't going well. We know when people are hurting. And our instincts, our feelings, yeah. lead us to a better place if we're prepared to be courageous enough to stand up for them. And anybody can do it. The people I respect most in life are the people who don't think so much about the consequences for themselves only, but the consequences for themselves and the people around them. And that's leadership. And that's leadership. Fantastic. Wow, big rant there, sorry. Big rant, well. but what an interesting conversation. And I think, you know, again, really relevant and mm. something that we hope all our listeners can relate to. And it's interesting to bring it to out there in the open. Yeah. I can't yeah. believe our next podcast will be episode 18. I've loved every minute. Oh, favourite. Fashion project. This is one of our favourite places. We don't do it perfectly. <laughs> up quite a lot. We do things on the fly, but you know what? It's truly authentic. That's one thing you can. We can. Yes, can we can. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you. If you like this podcast, please remember to click on the bell and to subscribe and to tell your friends and family. And again, if you have any questions, we're more than willing to answer. Mm. Until next time. Mm.